Time again. We're back in the day movie hits. It's basically uh do you if you guys want to go through podcast episode past or whatever, like every year and we get to January and it's like a pattern of movies that were not necessarily hits when they were released, but then they had a good run on video or back in the days when they used to play movies on TV, when there was regular TV movie marathons, like it got a growing following. So I guess you could say these movies got like cult movie status. Um, tonight's movie is a bank heist movie and it's called quick change. And since it's about bank heists, I was like, let's take a, a minute to discuss bank robberies and maybe some of our favorite bank robbery movies. But this is why I want to bring up bank robberies. Not that we have any fans at the FBI that are listening. Is like, is that your day job? No. We don't rob anything. And I'm going to try not to swear in the first minute because apparently the algorithm on YouTube doesn't like swearing within the first minute of your video. That's the new that's the new shadow banning thing, I guess. There you go. But but probably talking about bank robberies is not a good thing. Talking about crimes committed at the beginning of a podcast is probably bad as well for Apple. Whatever. No, I almost said F the algorithm. <laughs> How many seconds are we in? Count the time, Dave. Till we can take the, take the 125. A minute 25. Okay, we're good. I was about to say fuck the algorithms. <laughs> 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 fuck your Apple podcasts. Fuck your Spotify. Fuck your iTunes. Let's just, I don't, I don't want to roll. Let's just be like a defiant 2023. I'm with that. Let's just go. knock Whoa. the can over and light the tree on fire. Let's go. Um, I'm really beleaguering the point here. I'm like burying the lead, as they say, or whatever. Like, I'm off on a tangent already. Guys, reel me in. What the hell is going on? What was I? Oh, bank, talking about bank robbery bank movies. Heist. Okay, anyway, like, I went into a bank with a check and tried to cash it, and they had no money to cash the check. I was like, hmm. It's a bank out of money. <laughs> what a scary thing. Anyway, they're like, yeah, come back on Friday. We have to notify the bank manager to order more money oh so you God. can cash your check. So then I was like, you know the movie I want to see? A bank robbery movie where they go through all, all kinds of hell and then the, the, the bank is empty. Like, no money bank would be a good bank heist movie because that's terrifying. Like, how many horrible things do they have to do to rob the bank? Or are they slightly re- redeemable characters who have sacrificed their citizenship on, like only to discover it didn't matter anyway. Like that, I want that bank heist movie. I kind of, I mean, not that exact scenario, but I believe it or not, kind of watched a movie like that this week. Hmm. Not, not even thinking about the movie of the week we were watching. Well, hot damn, David. Ooh, bank heist movies. Um, you know what? I like uh, movies like um, Dragged Across Concrete. That was good. Never um, seen it. That's by the guy. He's like an indie guy who's done a few few movies, and we had him on our show maybe a year and a half ago, give or take. Yeah, a while ago. Um, but that's like yeah, that's a crime movie with Vince Vaughn and and Mel Gibson as these cops. And I don't remember the name of the third lead, but it's been a while since I've seen it. <clears throat> it's good. And then then uh. Hell or High Water, that one's really good about the brothers. Oh, yeah. And uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which I think we're going to cover this year at some point, is another good one with Robert Redford. And that's another bank heist movie. But my all time, my all times is probably Dog Day Afternoon, which is kind of a sad story because that one's based on like like a, a real thing that happened. That was like true crime bank heisting. 
Hmm. I I remember sugar and spice from my like young oh my gosh years I forgot about that one. that one's entertaining yeah yeah the cheerleaders and the that rob the bank the yeah yep dang yeah nice well, well there's like the the best one that I don't think anybody's mentioned yet which is of course <clears throat> heat I mean it's kind of like basic but like that set the standard yeah heat with uh Robert, Robert De, Niro De Niro as the bank Gino. robber and hmm. then who's the other guy. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Al, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, he, I saw him in an interview like recently on YouTube, and he was he had like some panel for Heat, you know, like one of those anniversary panels, thirtieth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I don't know if you recognize this, but in that movie, my character was deriving his motivation from all the cocaine." And he's like, "So if I do anything out of character in that movie, hoo ha!" You know, that doesn't seem right. Ooh, uh, he's like, just remember what I said with the basis for my character was. And I thought, like, you yell in every movie. So we led to believe that every motivation for your character is that you're strung out in each movie that you're in. You know what I mean? Like, Because <laughs> you can count on him. Like, his thing is you can count on him to, like, in every movie, he's going to yell. Hmm. Like, oh, he's yeah. going to yell at someone. You know what's coming. You're, like, waiting to be scolded. Like, where, Pacino, in which scene... Are you gonna yell at us? <laughs> like, like half hour in, hour and forty five in. In heat, he yells at somebody as he's leaving a scene. Like, like clearly the camera is still rolling, but the scene is over. But he turns around and, and does his thing. I'm like, that was completely unmotivated yelling. <laughs> like, like, that's in heat, David. Yeah, he's like interrogating like a snitch or something in the backyard, and the snitch is like trying to eat his breakfast burrito. And Al Pacino kind of ruins the breakfast burrito and then, like, you know, like, uh, intimidates him into giving up the information about, like, the bank robbing gang or whatever. It's a bigger crime than the bank robbery, if you ask me. You don't ruin another man's breakfast burrito. Yeah, you don't, you, even though it's a, it's a snitch and snitches get stitches, you don't, you don't take a man's burrito. You just don't, that's like. Yeah, but there's honor amongst thieves, even. I mean, come on, just, like, let the guy have his burrito first. <laughs> If you take away anything from tonight's episode, folks, just, like, leave the man's burrito alone. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Home video headlines. Uh, actually, sad news. Jeremy Renner got injured in a snowplow accident on, like, New Year's Day. Uh, so he was, like, using a snowcat, whatever that is, big machinery, I think, like, uh, to clear out his driveway in Nevada or whatever, or mm. his property or something, a roadway or something, because they had a lot of snow. Yeah. And I don't know if it rolled over on him or he got stuck in it. I don't know what happened exactly because that part hasn't been revealed, but there's always like ongoing, you know, like more details keep coming out. So it like hurt his leg badly enough that his neighbor had to apply like a tourniquet because his neighbor is like a doctor, but apparently it damaged his leg pretty bad and maybe parts of his body too. They haven't reported exactly like, like again, like this is like ongoing story, but uh, you know, Renner's a cool actor. So it would be sad for anybody. You don't have to be an actor, but you know, just saying like, 
It's like, uh, yeah, people are definitely pulling for him, whatever, you know? Uh, winter stuff is dangerous. So, like, we were talking before the show. I was asking them, like, you guys got snow? Like, what's going on? And, like, I, I don't know if I brought it up in the last episode, but my dad called me and jinxed me. He's like, you got that snow yet? I'm like, don't call me. Like, worried about snow. I don't want to talk about it. Like, superstitious. Like, I watch baseball. So, it's like, you know, let me knock on everything made out of everything and make sure I'm wearing the same shoes and the same hat. Like, we're not going to do this where we bring down bad weather on anybody, you know? Did it come or no? No, we're still a nice nice little pocket of like, yeah, wind, rain, and like, you know, maybe some coldness, but uh, we don't need it. We don't. Boston doesn't need it this year. You guys can have it. Dave can have it. He'll take it. Kermit the Frog shirt. He can sit there in his Kermit the Frog pajamas and and get all the snow. Dave, you can have all the snow this year, Dave. All of it. Hey, I had my experience of snow last year and it took you out did. the car. Yeah, Dave, you know, Karma kicked Dave's ass last year and took out his car. So maybe Dave doesn't need the snow either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> does it have to go to the three of us? Like, are we cursed on the show? Does it I'll have to take go it. to us? I'll take yeah. it. Bring it to the Rockies. We'll make some good use mm. of it. Yeah, well, it can just hang out in the mountains. That's yeah, all. Just stay there. there. Tourists can go back to the ski lodge. Whatever. Um, Anyway, it's a bummer. Bummer for Renner. It's like really kind of crazy story. Like, you know, um, dang, I don't know. He's really good in this movie called The Messenger, which is about like, he's a journalist. He exposes the Enron, like Contra scandal or something from the 80s. So about the government drug programs or whatever. Was that worth watching? That was one of those. Yeah, because the government goes after him. They just kind of screw his life up. So he, it's a pretty good independent movie. Hmm. See, if, I always remember like, him. If you like that conspiracy government movie, you know, like, um, well, you well, you guys both like Blow with Johnny Depp. It's kind of like that subgenre of movie, you know. <laughs> See, I, uh, I, re- I always remember Renner from a movie, um, <laughs> National Lampoon Senior Trip. That was like the first time I uh, you've seen that, right, John? Yeah, like that's like his first lead role, which is completely yeah. different from any of his other movies. Like, period. Like, he's like the Ferris Bueller of that movie. Like, huh. yeah, like cool guy. Yeah. If you've watched that movie, you thought he would have gone on to like Wayne's World type sequels or something, you know, like. No, like, instead he became totally like different a really intense, path. like dramatic actor. Yeah, he knows where the bodies are buried. He's in like a lot of mafia TV and uh, he's, in, he's in this thing called uh, Mayor of Kingstown or something. He's also he plays the ill-fated mayor in uh in American Hustle. Who they who they try to con like the conners are trying to con him and give him in the in mm. like the uh, ab what is it seller scam from the see what it's a movie with uh with Christian Bale and yeah um, Amy Adams and, uh, yeah somebody else Jennifer Lawrence who I'll mention in one of the headlines in a minute but first I want to talk about Strays. So there's a movie about a stray dog, and it's supposed to be like a live-action comedy, but the dog has a voice, and it's going to be voiced by Wolf Ferrell. But it's basically a stray wants to get even with the owner that dumped it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, where are they going to take this? Like, if it gets a little dark, it could be really funny, right? Like, if you're yeah. watching, like, Cujo, but you could hear the dog's inner thoughts or something like that, you know? This sounds like something I would watch. I would like that. Yeah, yeah but it's probably going to be, like, in my imagination, it would be a really cool rated R movie, but I don't know if it's a. But I mean, I mean, they mentioned the word revenge, which means it sounds like a, a grown up story, right? Like a story for grown ups, not a kids movie. Should be at least PG thirteen, at least. Yeah, who knows? Like, we're still waiting for more details, but it's probably going to end up just being like a family friendly. 
I hope not. It'd be cool. It'd be cool if it was like now coming soon strays you know what i mean it was like and like all these growls you know well, there's like, already a horror movie from the 90s called strays about like this uh country house that gets overtaken by stray cats these evil stray cats really yeah this is a movie that exists i've seen it like multiple I thought the times only horror the movie 90s. about cats was the one where the alien cat is inside of the regular cat and then it comes out and eats people and goes back inside the regular cat i don't think i've seen that one i think i need to no i don't it's want called, like the uninvited or whatever remember i oh, had like, a picture of it I, i've heard of it i haven't seen it <laughs> yeah um the good boys director if you guys remember that comedy the good boys oh yeah yeah very inappropriate <laughs> funny movie though um he's got a new film coming out called no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence hmm. now not a lot of details about the movie but good boys is like hard r but with like a good plot it's really funny and it's about like would you call it the coming of age story dave oh yeah i mean it's um yeah it's, you know, it has r-rated jokes it's still about like kids going into their teenage years or whatever well, a lot hmm. of good coming of age stories are rated r stand by me yeah oh yeah yeah true um tonight's movie is quick change with eight of his girlfriend phyllis played by gina davis and his best friend loomis played by randy quaid Grim, who's played by Bill Murray, they go into a bank. He's dressed as a clown. They kind of get away during like a hostage situation setup, and then they the robbery is almost flawless. And then they can't seem to get out of New York City, and that's the, the, what what unfolds in the course of the movie is perfect robbery. You can't seem to handle your getaway, and that's quick change. Um, curious to see if Dave has dangerous details about tonight's movie. And as Jordan pointed out last week, they better be what? They better be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they might be mild. I don't know. We'll see. You, you be the judge. Um, so, uh, so this is actually the only movie that Bill Murray directed. Um, originally, this was supposed to be directed by uh, Jonathan Demme, uh, who would go on to do Silence of the Lambs. Uh, but he had to drop out. So Bill Murray and writer uh, Howard Franklin took over. Um, in fact, Bill Murray was later directed by Bill Franklin in a movie called Larger Than Life, if anybody remembers that, about him getting a elephant across country, if I remember right. Hmm. Um, but Quick quick Change is their superior collaboration. Yeah, it's it, definitely. Um, and um, Murray, uh, so interestingly enough, uh, Murray thought that New Yorkers would love this movie simply because it shows how awful the city really was. He just tended to believe that. <laughs> New York was one of the worst cities to live in, which is pretty well portrayed in the movie. So, those are the facts. That's all you're gonna bring. <laughs> you know what? I, sadly, there was. Look I, at the IMDb page because okay, so it's based on a novel by Jay right. Cronley, whose other works also got adapted into movies. Let Funny It Ride Farm got made into a movie. Funny right. Farm became a movie, and Quick Change is technically not just an adaptation of a novel. There was a bank robbery movie called Hold Up made five years before, adapted from the same book. Hmm. And it has the same clown. Chip the Clown robs the bank in that movie. It's almost, it's just like a grittier crime version of the same story. This was all on the IMDb page, Dave. Where where are you? The details details so far for the new year are not that dangerous. What you can't? What do we? Did we say like ah, there might be one or two bad shows a year, but everything else is golden. holy crap. No, every episode is great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
We'll be yeah. right back after these messages. I know, I know, I know. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Like, why are those red spots dancing up my leg? Do I got cat scratch fever? What's going on? And then you stumble down that rabbit hole on TikTok, full of questionable advice from the so-called experts with usernames like SparkleBobby777. Well, ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you actually want. Instead of chasing unicorns all over social media for the answers, unless, of course, your condition is called chasing unicorns, ZocDoc can probably help you. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with just a few taps of the app, and you can start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com spoiler and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within only 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com. Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash spoiler. ZocDoc dot com slash spoiler. Yeah, Johnny Spoiler's going to hook you up. Binge Watchers Podcast, we're going to hook you up. Get ZocDoc today. Find out what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. Dave needs to watch more movies. He's not paying attention to the trivia. We're going to send him a bunch of DVDs. We're going to go to lovegainmedia.com forward slash binge. We're going to get 15% off a movie box. We're going to send it to David so he can watch all these movies. I've actually ordered a few boxes from them. It's like a mom and pop video store. It's like Blockbuster on the internet. So if you're tired of streaming on Netflix and watching the little bubble, if your Wi-Fi doesn't load correctly and you're just watching this thing spin, you can go hard media. In fact, instead of calling it Dangerous Dave, we'll just call him, like, DVD Rogers. David, the DVD master. We'll come up with a new name. Because unless he's going to get dangerous and take 15% off his own movie box with our code binge, then I don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to talk offline. I'm trying to break his heart. I don't know if it's going to happen. You already have. (laughs) 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 Oh man! All right, now onto our favorite bits from uh, from Quick Change. Let's not even address his emotions. We're gonna just move right on. <laughs> bits. Um, I would say my favorite bit is starting off with like the taxi scene when Loomis and Phyllis and Grim are trying to get to the airport, and they're mm. trying to discuss the directions with the taxi driver, and he just doesn't understand English, and so Loomis just rolling right out of the car. Um, into a street sign. I think that's when it kind of started getting super exciting. Um, I think just the taxi driver kind of cracks me up because he's just so distraught trying to like explain himself and describe these bank robbers. And then it just completely unravels from there. So um, yeah, that was a good bit. Dave? Um, man, uh, <laughs> quite a few. Um, yeah, try to so- redeem yourself. In Jordan's segment, David. I mean, I could keep going, but it's like, you know, I don't want to share all the good bits, steal all the good bits for you guys. So what's your what's your bits, Dave? 
Um, well, uh, there's a, there's a small moment early in the movie, um, when he's, uh, during the bank robbery where he's like talking down a dog, like, I don't know, something about that killed me. I'm like, Hey, Hey, shut up, shut up. When the dog gets serious, like all of a sudden, uh, but later on, uh, when they're on the bus, just like the whole, anytime that like, uh, Bill Murray and the bus driver have to have a confrontation or talking to just because, I don't know that the guy, I felt like he's played a bus driver in other movies or uh, maybe I'm just rem- misremembering, but um, I don't know. I just feel like he feels like a real bus driver, just done with everybody's shit. Like, look, get behind the line. I'm not dealing with your nonsense today. They've seen uh, every kind of passenger like 10 times over. Right. Right. They dealt with every scenario. Well, and he's got his principles, right. You know, like, <laughs> right. like mess with what he's <laughs> counting down. Like, all right, 52 seconds. I don't think he's going to make it. Um, which in that whole scene in the in the um shopping um in the little corner bodega or shop wherever he is uh just to get some change to get on the bus was I mean if anybody who had deals with anxieties or just like come on let's move it along like that there's something about that that triggers that whole like ah I get that <laughs> like come on let's move it along all right get going but uh what about you John uh well I like the movie a lot. It has well-written dialogue. I wanted to write down a couple of lines. They're out of context, but if you see them in the movie, they make sense. In the beginning, Jason Robards, who plays the the uh, police chief, is like bantering back and forth with Bill Murray's, you know, Chip the Clown character. And he goes, I'm tired of your comedy, clown. But it's like that straight delivery, like you were talking about the bus driver being so specific. Mm-hmm. The way the cop drops it in this movie, I, I appreciate it. And then when Bill Murray's goofing around, trying to describe how bad the bank robbers are while he hides out. Spoiler alert. He hides out as one of the hostages. He's like changed costume, whatever. He's like, he's deranged. He was saying things like up your butt with a coconut, except I didn't see the coconut. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of brilliant. It sounds like a stupid zany line, but then it moves on to this extra element. And with the extra element, it's really funny and appropriate for the context. Again, it's all out of context unless you watch the movie. And then I wrote down, oh, yeah, look at the star power. Bill Murray, Randy Quaid, Gina Davis, James Robards. Um, Stanley oh, Tucci Stanley Tucci is one of the mobsters. That's the other thing, too, is like a lot of the jokes have a lot of recall. Like they'll talk about characters that aren't there, and then the mm-hmm. characters will show up in the story, and then it kind of builds. The story builds. Like at one point, they accidentally interrupt an exchange at like a mobster's get-together, hangout, meeting, whatever's going on. They pretend to be bad people from the same mafia. They start name dropping. Once they hear the name, they include it in their their repertoire to try to get out of there. And then those characters, like the other bag man, Mario, does show up. And then the criminal leader, whatever, the mafia Don, played by Kurt Ward Smith, Lambino, shows up on the plane when they're trying to escape, right? So it's like, and they said such and such made decisions. It affects this person, that person. And then those people were included in, in how the plot was unfolding, you know? Was yeah. like favorite bits. There you go. <laughs> now, now we can rate the movie. Um, we have a system. We go binge now, binge later, binge never. You gotta watch it right away. Move it to the top of your list. Get around to it eventually, or don't waste your life. You're gonna want that time back. You can't get it back. So, uh, Jordan, where are we at with this movie? It was a binge now for me. I loved that it kept just like unraveling, and I did not see what was coming at the end of the movie. So I was totally surprised um i thought they were i don't know if i should spoil it so i'm just gonna hold on go ahead and drop it let them have it i 
thought that they were going to get caught. So yeah. I'm just so excited that when like the, they, you know, the, what's kind of unraveling on the airplane has nothing to do with them, but they're leading you up to the very moment of thinking that they're going to be the ones that are caught. And sure enough, it was. Well, they do a good <laughs> job of like what a thriller movie does, right? Like the red herrings and misdirections. Like you do feel the first time watching the movie, you do think they're absolutely going to get caught because it has like a darker underlying, like there's jokes, haha, but then there's like this little element, little dark element, darkness that runs underneath like an undercurrent. And you're like, you kind of are worried when you watch it. You're like, yeah, they're going to get caught. Yeah. I, it was, I was totally caught by surprise when you realize that the, you know, the, the detective or the police chief is like actually on the plane you know, to get the the big mobster guy. So that had me. Well, the setup is almost perfect when they try to say like, oh, was the big bank job done by the mafia boss that's back in town or whatever? You know what I mean? And like, is it his well, lieutenants involved or whatever? And they kind of like, they make you think that like the, whatever his, the, the mobster is like telling the police chief that, you know, the secret or like that, yeah. that they're going to get caught and you find out that it's not. They're not there for them. So I was yeah. super excited that they got to fly off into happiness. So I might now. still one of Dave's favorite bits, but we'll see. We'll see, Dave. Well, already. Oh, your rating. Sorry. Bits. I meant your rating. So, Dave, what's your, what's your rating? Um, you know, this is one of those I think got boosted by our conversation. Um, what do you mean? Stuck. You're like changing your mind? No. As we well, talk about it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because, you know, there are some movies you watch on your own and you're like, oh, that's fine. But like this movie kind of got boosted. Just when I took away his dangerous title, he's changing things as they happen. <laughs> that's pretty risque, David. Hey, um, I feel you. Sometimes that happens to me too, Dave. Where we I'm talk like, you into liking fun. something or hating it. Huh? I, I, wow. No, no, no. I already liked it. I was I was leaning a little on uh, binge later, but like this oh. conversation boosted it to a binge now. Because um, this movie stuck with me and I'd seen it once, like maybe... 15 years ago, give or take. Um, and so I'd seen it. So I, I knew the plot, but it'd been so long since I've seen it. It was kind of new again. Uh, like I forgot. I thought the bank robbery carried out much longer into the movie. Like that's only like maybe 20 minutes, a half hour, give or take. And then it becomes the real movie, which is them just trying to get out of New York and getting thwarted at every single turn. Um, it's kind of like planes, trains, and automobiles in some weird way in the sense that like everything they do to try to get to their destination is screwing them over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, binge now it's, uh, this is a lot better than I remember. I I don't think I I can easily wager what John's going to say, but go on. (laughs) Well, I was about to say like, um, the reason I was bringing up the favorite bits again was because like, uh, I thought you were going to love the side story of the Mario's bag man character, like being in love with the, mob boss's wife and they have like an affair going on and then he doesn't care about getting arrested but he just wants to know what's going on with her on the plane like i don't know why they added it in it was like this little soap opera thing right there at the end but punched up some of the jokes you know i like that uh, too i guess it was just like more evidence to distract the police chief from the real criminals right right it's a yeah it's a binge now it's like a master class in like bank robbery movies or comedy heist movies with with a good cast obviously like we watched um gina davis in another episode in earth girls are easy but if you're a gina davis fan like eventually get to this one and she kind of like plays her she's really low-key in this movie 
Yeah. You know, like everything she does is understated, which you don't see. Maybe it's a counterpoint to how, like, yeah, ridiculous Bill Murray straight, is. Man, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, um, Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid's. I mean, he's kind of the wink link in the movie. To be honest with you, even though it's still a binge now, he his character is almost insufferable. Uh-huh. But that might be the point too, because think about your friends. Some friends that you have to drag along or build build up or whatever, like. There maybe you're the like the, maybe there's a chink in your armor or something like uh, you got a foolproof plan but you're worried about your buddy. You know, yeah. you know, well, you know and, I mean? I, and I get all that. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is like a compliment to the character because he that was he did his job really well. I was really hmm. annoyed by him. <laughs> you got the mastermind. You got the you know the one that's having to be dragged around through it, and then she's the level-headed one. So it's a good trio to have. Spoiler alert, again, I like the fact that Gina Davis and Bill Murray's characters stay together in the end. Me too. Like when, when she pops out and she's like, are we getting arrested? Oh no, it's it's and all right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like cover story 700. Yeah. Like, hey, it all worked out. One of those big like wink, wink kind of moments. But we had seen like she wasn't necessarily going to get on the plane. She wasn't going to go with them, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't going to work out. Um, a lot different from the end of Heat. A lot of loved yeah. ones go by the wayside in that movie. Not to spoil that entire bank robbery movie, because that's like the gold standard of bank robbery movies, probably. I'll have um, to watch it. Yeah, binge now. Did I say that already? I don't know. I guess you I did. did. Okay. Um, staff picks. If we can recommend something to the audience that isn't the movie of the week, that we like better, or we happen to watch, or that Dave knows about, maybe he's got some facts that are longer about some other movie he liked. <laughs> I didn't watch anything, like not anything to bring up on this episode. I've watched a lot of wow. stuff, but nothing like super memorable. But yeah, I do Probably recommend good. The Heist on Netflix, though. It's like a documentary series of real life heists. Oh, yeah. It's like a true crime bank robbery type show. The best one is The yeah. Whiskey Heist. So it's oh, not even about really. stealing from a bank. So that's a good one. Stealing but, whiskey, huh? Yep. During Prohibition or like? No, modern. like modern day. Yeah. You just like see a whiskey truck and go, hey guys, let's get it. It was like this big <laughs> underground, like barrel, like stealing barrels of like, you know, the best, most expensive type of whiskey. It's wild. They are, and then selling them again for a profit? Is that how I it goes? I think it was like used for bribery with like high profile people in the community. Yeah. Like, David, we need to hook up on those Kermit pajamas, but there's a barrel of whiskey. Yeah, there's like a heist within the heist in that one. A heist so, within the heist oh. within the heist on Netflix one. Yeah, so. Yeah, heist Inception. Nice. Yep, exactly. Dave, did you watch anything good? Um. Yeah, I, um, probably the best thing I saw a week is um, I got into a movie theater and saw the return of Brendan Fraser to a starring role in The Whale, uh, where, you know, he plays a really... A severely obese guy that's dying of congestive yeah. heart failure. Every time I see the picture of him, I, I just go like, "That's like me on a Thursday, like pre-coffee." <laughs> that's what I think. I've heard yeah, it's a really good movie. I mean, it is. I mean, it, it's um. This I'll is do a side by side next week. I'll have like faces. You'll see. Look, all I can tell you is you do not look like that. I mean, unless you're secretly hiding like seven hundred pounds, you're, you're not going to look like this guy. <laughs> um, I'm not there yeah, yet. That's like sumo weight. Yeah, this is he does not carry it well. Um 
I mean, it is about it is a very sad movie. It's about a guy, like I said, he's uh, got he's like dying from his obesity, right? He's yeah, like very he's, sick. Yeah, like he's got congestive heart failure. Start. I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, it starts with him opening with him um, working out something and almost having a heart attack because of it. I'll just say that. Much. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it is heartbreaking. It's a lot like the wrestler. I mean. It, even into certain plot points of like him trying to reconnect with his daughter um, after being estranged. Um, it, is, it is a sad movie. It's, it, you know, um, but uh, it's weird to recommend a depressing movie that is so good, but uh, well, the filmmaker is one of my favorite filmmakers of like all time. Darren. Darren yeah. Yeah. He seems to have one of two modes, which is like crazy art house, trippy kinetic energy or the rest or bubble magic. Have you seen Noah? Yeah, Noah's well, that kind of I kind of throw that into the the crazy experimental because I mean, even though it's about oh, like, like super artistic. Well, he did uh, what's yeah. that movie he did where the, like the time traveling tree, uh, um, the fountain. Yeah, the fountain. Yeah, that's like a real philosophy movie. It's like I've seen it twice and I still don't know if I completely understand it, but hmm. I don't know if he did either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, the well is one of the better movies I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, he's probably gonna have you seen any of these it. movies, Jordan? The uh, the wrestler with Mickey mm-hmm. Rourke, or uh, have you I've seen heard uh, of that one a bunch? What about but... Noah with Russell Crowe? Oh man, I'll have Requiem to put those two on. I've seen that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so. like his fr- one of his first ones, right? Yeah, yeah it's the second movie. That's like the one that he's probably the most well known for. That yeah. might be true, or, or Black Swan, maybe. I don't know. I've seen Black Swan too. Yeah, that's so, one of those trippy movies. I forgot about that's, that one. I gotta crack that one open again. I like uh, that one. It is a good one. But okay. definitely paints a good picture on expectations when I go see it. So. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like, but now, now kind of setting the trend with Aaron. Like, I expect a lot from this dude now. You know, I don't know what he what he expects of himself. Probably a lot. But now it's like the bar's really high for his movies for me for his ingenuity and storytelling. Well, he, I mean, he, he usually clears or sticks to landing. I mean, his last movie, Mother, was like probably the favorite movie I've seen that year that it came oh, out. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, yeah. Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem. Yeah. yeah. And the, that like, movie and is anxiety weird, like, People inducing. take, like, like a, a lynch mob shows up at their house. I don't, but they're just like residents of the town. Oh, it's a well, very weird uh, movie. It's, that's a movie that would warrant a bigger discussion, but it's basically the Bible in one small space. <laughs> Hmm. There's a lot of Bible allegory in that movie. Well, I'll have to watch that one too. His stuff is good, but he talked about everything. Universalism. Everything. Anyway. Uh what did you watch, John? Oh, okay. I had intended only to watch First Blood, which is now called Rambo First Blood, but when it was released, it was just First Blood, because it was supposed to be a standalone movie. In fact, there's an alternate ending where, spoiler alert, Rambo dies because it's a drama about a Vietnam vet that's treated poorly in a town and he snaps and has like a private war with this, you know, intense sheriff played by another good actor uh, whose name is escaping me, but he's in Cocoon. Brian Dennehy? Mr. Dennehy, yeah, Brian Dennehy plays the sheriff. And like, and then, yeah, then he's like fighting the National Guard and it's kind of crazy, but he makes good points. And it's kind of like both sides, like vets that went to Nam, came home, how they were treated, et cetera, et cetera. Also, 
the moral question whether or not we should make killing machines out of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like they only can answer questions through the the use of their tools. Um, and then I found myself watching Rambo First Blood Part Two, which sounds like an oxymoron or like a title. It doesn't make sense. How could it be the second part of the First Blood? Anyway, so Rambo First Blood Part Two, and then I watched Rambo First Blood Part Three. Then I watched 2010-11's Rambo. And then, of course, I, I rewatched Rambo Last Blood, which actually, I didn't watch the credits last time, and in the, the final Rambo, it replays an amazing montage of all the other Bloods. You know what I mean? And all the, everything else Rambo has done, his greatest hits. Part 2 and 3 are very much like the same movie of each other. And See, I've only ever seen 1 and 3, and there's like a huge jump in, I won't say quality, but in the type of movie they are. Like, the first one is a, like a genuine dramatic drama, movie. And, the act- like, and, it's, and, and Stallone does very well. And, but in part, I think part 2 drops the ball during the Vietnam veteran speech. Like, there's a speech and an emotional breakdown in the end of the first one that, that people remember. And it seems genuine. Like, he might have something in common with vets. Or at least understand them on a basic level. It kind of falls apart in part two. He makes another shorter statement of that phrase, but this time you don't buy it. Like the way he delivers it, you think like you don't know anything about vets. Like that's how it comes across, you know. Like, yeah. And they're straight. They're straight direct to video action movies. Like the sequels are like let's let's ring this out. You know what I mean? That's why they changed the ending to the first one because like, well, if we kill them. We can't well, make you, these these action movies. I mean, okay, hey, hey, I do have a dangerous fact here. Even though we're uh, like number three, I think for a while was like the biggest budget movie of all time for mm. first, you know, until whatever took it over. It was like something well, like eighty million in the eighties, which was like unheard of. That would make sense because in the third one, they go to the Middle East, and it's the conflict of like the Afghans versus the Russians, and then Rambo's like in the middle of it, you know, um, and. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot, there's a lot of like scenery to chew on in those movies, but um, yeah, probably probably the eighty sequels are kind of a low point, and then like Rambo brings it up again, but then he makes he makes these critical mistakes in Last Blood that you just think like if he had made certain decisions, it wouldn't have gone the way that that movie went. But anyway, I can t- I can now tell you which are the best of the whole series. If anybody's curious, I can tell you which ones you should watch. You know, obviously part one and then last blood and then the rest is like um, two and three is the same movie, but three is technically just a little bit better. And then uh, and then then the Rambo one from the mid 2000s is like very cartoony. Like the action is like very like. Not believable, like way, way, way over the top. You know what I mean? Like people just get ripped apart left and right. And you go like this. This defies the laws of physics, like a comic book movie. Um. Hmm. but he you know again because i watched them all in the span of like a 48 hour period when you get to last blood now i'm very judgmental like where'd your special training go how'd you get yourself so hurt and caught like what happened bro like where did all your army training go he's just like having like you know he's digging holes in his farm you know what i mean and putting boob traps underground and i'm like ah See, that could have been an opportunity to like bring it back to its drama roots. Like that could have been like 
He's having memory. No, the last one's pretty early Alzheimer's. It's about like sex trafficking in Mexico. Like his adopted daughter gets kidnapped and he goes looking for her. But then that's where I said he gets hurt. Like he walks, he's walking up this thing and he knows they're like coming towards him. And I'm like, dude, your your spider sense is telling you, your your Rambo skills are telling you not to go here. And he goes there and he gets demolished, annihilated, and then then snaps into Rambo mode. And then, you know. It's pretty. It's pretty dark, David. The the last I'm one like, is kind of like uh, those other movies with Josh Brolin and what's his name, uh, Sicario. It's like dark uh, drama. Yeah, I did watch something that was good. I forgot about. You just said dark drama. It was yeah. called The Devil Is Everywhere. Something on Netflix. It's another Netflix original, but it has like Tom Holland. It uh, has. Uh. Uh, Robert Pattinson. It has freaking Sebastian Stan in it. It has. But like, what is the plot of that movie? Because I had Dave try to explain to me in the past. What it, is that movie about? Because it has a dumb title. It does definitely have a dumb. Title. It's it's it does it's not if from my memory it's not very plot driven. It's more of a character study. It's very uh, charactery. You're right. Character study. I don't know. You guys are like the professionals in the film, but as a novice movie watcher, I would agree. Because you're kind we of have observing. the same rank. You're in a year now. You got the same rank and title. <laughs> but you're like observing all of these oh. different guys, these characters, and then the storyline just kind of comes together. So I would I would say it was worth a watch. It was huh. very dark though. Was yeah. it was it the devil all the time? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which a great movie. What? Is it about a card game? Is it about crime? Like, what is the deal with this movie? It, crime, yes. Yeah, right. And hardships. And it's, like, about this kid who grows up with his family. Like, his dad was in, you know, the war and comes uh, back. And he comes back to religion. And he's losing his mom to cancer and how they go about that. You're making it sound better because now there's actual details. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, avoid, I've avoided this movie thinking it's going to be trash. It's kind of hard right. to explain because it's like you see it start with different characters that it kind of like introduces and ends with, but huh. Tom Holland's the main dude. So, and it goes back and forth on timeline. It's like here and then here and then there and there. So, to, 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 yeah. to make up for Jordan missing, missing the Lady Terminator night where we watch this zany movie called Lady Terminator. We have a B movie horror movie from the '90s that I don't think Dave's seen. Maybe he's seen. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure Jordan may not have heard of it. It's more likely that either of you have heard of the Julia Roberts movie with the same name. But anyway, we're gonna watch a movie called Mirror Mirror, which came mm. out in 1990. It's available on like Tubi Plex, Voodoo Free. It's like on all of them right now. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. It launches a straight to video series. It has at least one or two sequels. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a horror movie and we're going to, and it's not the one with, uh, Keith Sutherland with the bad mirror. The security guard has to fight. Oh, that's just called mirrors, but this is mirror comma mirror, 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 like mirror, mirror on the wall. You know, that kind of deal, but bad, evil, evil mirror. Nah, the mirror's bad. I think if I think about the mythology of the Snow White mirror, I think the mirror was probably like a sociopath. He wants to play all the sides against each other, but he wasn't necessarily a bad dude. But in this movie, we're going to watch the mirror is evil. I'm looking forward to this. All right. Nice. We'll see if it's on a level of like that vampire movie we watched, Pale Kiss or Lady Terminator oh, or boy. now Mirror Mirror. I don't know how I missed this one. Again, it's like definitely something I should have seen. This is definitely in my ballpark, but. 
I did not see I've, it yet. I, so this is I've heard of we're this, going in blind on this one. This so, is always right, my well. favorite. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it yet either, John. So th- no, that's my favorite. It. When we all three are walking in, I don't know how I missed movie. it, but I found it in this giant book that me and Dave have called the Video Dog or whatever. Like, uh, let's yeah. Well, we'll find out. Like, we all going to come in just solo in next week. Like, uh, all right, well, watch the, <laughs> we watched the movie. <laughs> we watched the movie. Yeah, we talked about it <laughs> for forty-five minutes, and we sold you some things like a free doctor app and. Uh, where you can get a box of movies if you're a casual movie fan, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we waste your time? Who knows? Sometimes <laughs> you feel gratified, and other times it's just that. That's what Dave was saying. But I said, everything's, it's, they're all great. They're they all great, are David. all great. Like, 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 I don't know. I was going to say breakfast cereal, but I don't think breakfast cereal is that popular anymore. I've been eating Magic Spoon, which is a new thing in my life, but. Check it out. Now sponsored by Magic Spoon forward slash. <laughs> They're aware of us. Come on, Magic Spoon. If Jordan's already eating you, sponsor the show. What flavor? Is my favorite because yeah. I got the variety box, but fruity. Mm. Fruity is my favorite. Hmm. Now Dave's now Dave wants the cereal. Are these like low See? sugar or natural or what's it's like what's no that? sugar, gluten free, protein. There's like 14 grams of protein. It's high protein. It's good. Low net carbs. Check it out. Nice. Yeah. I'm eating cereal for the milk. Let's be real. I don't know about you guys. That's the best part. My wife accuses me of drowning my cereal in milk. I'm like, no, I I feel that's appropriate. You have to be able to drink some milk afterwards. Yeah. Wash it down. I'm here for the milk. What kind of milk? The cereal milk. What animal? I drink cow's milk. Moo uh, milk. Yep. It's regular. Because regular it tastes cow. way better. Yeah. Yee. Get it. I was going to say something about breast milk, but I decided at the last second not to really talk about it. sound like a crazy person who has a podcast like every podcaster is insane and they talk about i don't know what uh if a human is drinking milk it should be human milk just let that hang in silence awkward silence did i really just hear that i'll oh, stop your laundry play back the podcast replay it and then turn your radio thing louder if you're listening in the car make sure your children hear it oh my god yeah. <laughs> If you're in the office, play it out of the regular speakers, not your headphones. Yeah, there you go. The whole office. Humans need to be drinking human milk. Brush milk? How many times did I say that in a row? Or the beginning when we were like trashing every platform. Just as loud as possible. This wasn't really that offensive an episode. No. Although we started off, well, you started off by saying fuck a lot. There was a lot of it. Where's your proof, David? Beginning of the episode. It's All right, like then. in this recorded episode, yeah. Oh, and I'll live it forever as soon as I click but- the button. Oh, wow, okay. Well, Until John right. edits it out, and then I just sound like an asshole. <laughs> I'm looking for public office and be like, did you hear that podcast? He wants to sell us human milk. I bet you I can still get elected, David. I bet you could. If I just get the base of the human milk drinkers. There you go. John Hopefully. for mayor or something. I don't know. A milk town. Uh, <laughs> Milk Town, USA. 